Welcome to Bite Size Games, a podcast where me and a couple of gaming buddies discuss games that are 10 hours or less because winter holidays are not what they used to be when you're a middle-aged gamer. All right. So uh, I'm True joined that. here by my uh, gaming buddies, Matt and Dennis. Uh, I'm Phil, by the way. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Yeah, I'm good. It's a little late for the recording this time, but... Late at night. Yeah. Red-eye recording session this is a late night session yeah yeah so um yeah we're gonna be talking about a game called thirsty suitors let me say it one more time thirsty suitors it's quite a name what was um, that what was that i'm sorry sorry thirsty suitors (laughs) suitors yeah not shooters or something like that and um yeah this game sounds sounds pretty ridiculous at least from my point of view and that's kind of why we chose this game and yeah, we're gonna dive into it and see how we felt about the thirsty. Suitors. That's why you chose this game. Yeah. Yes, I, I chose this. <laughs> did you even know anything about it when you chose it? I mean, the name. Just look at the name. Oh, okay. So you did. Thirsty you suitors. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on, but we're gonna go into it. I, I knew nothing until you announced that. Same. You yeah, I never heard of it. Well, I just don't want we... you to throw us under the bus in any way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 okay. You're already saying you hate this game. Okay. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I wasn't part of the the choosing process. Okay. That's true. But um, yeah, before we go further and talk about Thirsty Suitors, we're going to be maybe... Sorry, Thirsty what? (laughs) (laughs) I can't seem to say it. Thirsty Suitors. Thirsty Suitors. Before we go further and talk about this game, we are going to think about, you know, a question that um, one of our listeners actually posed to us. Who goes by the uh, username Actorman? Arcterman. Um, Arcterman. Yeah. Isn't it? It's Actorman. <laughs> there's, an, there's an there's an R there. Actorman. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Not that I know what Arcterman means myself, but Actorman's pretty funny. Well, nobody knows. It, it is uh, what I say. Well, this right now. I mean, there's an R. It's it's Arcterman. <laughs> yeah. It is Arcterman. Yeah. Nobody knows. Wrote, wrote us an email. Speak this language with letters and syllables. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So he wrote us an email and he had posed a question to us asking, what do we consider a game to be replay? How do we consider a game to be replayable? What makes a game replayable? Because we might have brought it up a few times and what we might say is like, oh, this game's replayable or not replayable. What to you constitutes a replayable game in your point of view, and, Matt? And I think Dennis? He, he also specifically mentioned like... Um, Amnesia, the bunker. Well, yeah, he mentioned that I wouldn't want to play it again. But that was more about the fact that it was so scary that I didn't really want to go through that terrifying experience again because it was a stressful Right, which game. I think is it, that's, a, that's a unique situation. Like yeah. you loved that game yeah. but also wouldn't replay it, not because it's not replayable but because uh, it was too scary to mm. replay. Yeah, exactly. I, I loved that game but it was just too scary for me. Um uh, and I was glad to be done with it. But I, I feel like I'm not the best person to ask this question to just because I don't replay games. Um, and it's not because I don't want to, though. Um, it's just because that, you're a middle aged gamer yeah, with not that much time. That's exactly right. And there's just so many games that I want to play. And I feel like my time is better spent playing a game I haven't played before rather than replaying something I've already played. Unless, you know, I mean, I could see a rare case if it's like a really old game. Um, that I haven't played in a very, very long time. But that hasn't been... I've never done that, really. Um, I mean, I played, like, the Super Mario RPG remake, which I played the original a lot. 
um, and things like that. But yeah, I really don't replay so games. So you don't have a current game that you've like in the last five years that you just like played a lot of. Not any game that I've like replayed. No, I mean what, I've played games for before? a long time, like Skyrim or or, or Cyberpunk. Before you um, were a middle aged gamer, what like was there games that you replayed a lot? Not that I could think of. No, not really. Um, I mean, not ones that like had a start and an end. There were games that I played a lot that you know were like music games or you know where you kind of just like play the songs that you like and things like that. Like Samba Day. What about like like Final Fantasy? You probably played that. I did. That's true. When I was really young, I did replay Final Fantasy VII a few times, but I don't. And I, I like, I did different playthroughs when I used like, I used cheats. I had like a, a game genie type thing for the oh, PlayStation. Nice. Game Shark. Yeah, um, yeah, Game Shark. And so sure. I just tried to play it at the end where I can like be level one hundred from the very beginning, type of thing. Um, so that was kind of fun. But you know, like that, I wouldn't do that today. But I, yeah, I guess that's the rare case where I did replay a game. How about you, Dennis? You, you have. Um. So, I, I, I I'm. I want to replay games more than I get to. Um, I'll, like sa- same issue, of course. Like there's there's too many games to play, and I want to play new things. But I do sometimes go back and replay games. But I, I always feel guilt. <laughs> like I should be playing. <laughs> like like you, be yeah, playing you should be playing else. something else. Right. I know. Yeah, uh, right. I have the same exact. Like I should be. It's different because you know when you when you're growing up and you're a kid, you have like you only have like five or six games to choose from. So like. And a lot of time, usually. and a lot of time, and you, you just play those yeah, no, games no again. No bills, and again. no stress, no job. Yeah, right. Man. So you just so you have time to replay those games, and you right. know, and you had to walk uphill both ways to school <laughs> and <laughs> simpler through days. the snow, and because that's what I'm sounding like. Um, <laughs> but what makes it a game replayable? I, <clears throat> I what I'm gonna say is it's not collect-a-thon bullshit because <laughs> i don't i don't like that stuff and uh, uh, which is funny because i'm i'm a victim of that like whenever that stuff appears in games and it's like hey what's over here there's a thing you missed you're 98 finished with this game except you missed you know you forgot to get this golden idol over in the corner of this part of the world that stuff like grates at me and bothers me and i want to do it and i want to finish it and i i don't I don't want to say that makes a game replayable. I want to say that that's just it's an annoyance that mm. eats away at people's obsessive compulsiveness. Um, I feel that. So I'm, what I, what I want to say is what makes a game replayable is just having a good story and just giving someone a good time and keep it simple. That's all. Yeah. Um, simple pleasure. And and and, and one mm. other key thing is nostalgia. I'm going to say that too because. Um, I've gone back and replayed Final Fantasy VII, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Max Payne. Uh, and the reason, probably not necessarily because of the gameplay, maybe partly that, but probably more just because it, nostalgia. it it's it's nostalgia, man. You know, I have mm. good memories of those games and I want to replay that yeah. and relive that, those moments, so... Kind of That's a, the kind sad of answer, I guess. <laughs> um, well, I'd say I think there might be some elements I could say. Like, I mean, I like when a game has like, and I'll just say, even though I haven't really replayed it, I started the second playthrough already, but Baldur's Gate 3, like when it has a game that provides options to like different ways to approach things, 
and yeah. um, you know Skyrim, any sort of one of those kind of like big RPGs, Dragon Age or something like that. So I think they have like potential for replayability, but sometimes those games are so massive, it's some it is hard to like actually play again. It's like, do I really want to spend another seventy hours playing this game? Yeah, I, that's my. I've been thinking um, about that, like. So I think Matt is in the same boat as me. We've both played Baldur's Gate 3 up until Chapter 3 or Act 3. Act three yeah. And we're going to go back to it, of course. But like, mm. that that's a game that you could play through multiple times and get a lot out of still. Yeah, I mean, I, that is one I want But I already to put so much time into the game. That's like... <laughs> to, be, to be fair, you could proceed a lot quicker. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, you're so meticulous, I feel like, in the beginning, at least I was, like, oh, I got to, like, you know, see everything and go to every corner and explore. But, like, you kind of, the second time, you kind of already know what the well, is, right? back in the day, I used to play a game through and just go through the main story and do the main things. And then, like, second playthrough was when I went back and did all the extra stuff. But now... I have this feeling of like I probably won't get to a second playthrough, so I might as well try to Yo- do everything on the first playthrough. Yeah, you yellow, <laughs> exactly. Although I can think of three games that I played. You're right about the nostalgia thing. I mean, I played a lot of well before I get to the nostalgia thing. I played a lot of Phantom Pain. I remember just picking it up because I just loved like messing around and running that around the good, bases. That's a good game. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just like making chaos at the, at the different outposts and stuff. That's mm. it. I would just pick it up and like do that for like an hour. Like even though very it replayable game. game, I yeah. would say yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's something like that. Yeah, like a sandboxy, just kind of even even Ground Zeroes, like yeah, uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. I replayed that multiple times, and it's just you know that's like it's like a prologue for Phantom Pain, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But it was a fun little place to play around in and replay. Um, I don't know if roguelites, rogue likes really count, but I did pick up Hades and play that a lot again. Go, go, going back, I was just going to say, and maybe you guys experienced this. Phil, you probably did. And I think, Matt, you did too. The original Metal Gear Solid demo. Oh, man, yeah. I played the shit out of that. <laughs> I played that so Like, much. it was just the the first, the first, like, area up until you take the elevator i right. guess it had the it had the area above where you take you take the elevator up to the surface where as the soon as you D go is. inside right is when it stops. Yeah, as soon as you go inside that demo ended but i played the hell out of that yeah. demo like yeah, over and over again and it, it was basically a, to me at that time it was like a it was a game it was a full game just that yeah section. right there was but like yeah i feel like that kind of thing is rare these days it's it was such a it was I don't think people really understand exactly how, like people who weren't, you know, a kid and weren't, you know, around back then, they don't understand how revolutionary that game was and how much new stuff that we had never, ever seen in games before. Yeah. It was like, there was, I just remember being, I just remember being blown away by the trailer for for Mega Star 1 before the demo even came out and like showing all this stuff. Like the fact that you could just hold an enemy in front of you, like, and like sneak around and do all this other stuff like you, that was never in gaming before it was really really an amazing game you could so. kill them or you could put them to sleep right and you yeah. could like hide behind a wall like right not right. tap Knock. tapping on the wall yeah yeah oh, what a, uh, that what a is a great, great game we could talk about metal gear forever i guess 
<laughs> I Long swear I won't bring it back. Whatever up. that is, whatever <laughs> that had, that's replayable. I wouldn't replay Metal Gear Solid Four. I probably wouldn't replay that, but I would play replay one, two, three. I, I will if it comes five. out in a remake or a, a remaster or something. Yeah. I'd like to play it again, but I have a feeling that's the least replayable of the bunch. It's the most linear by far. So right. Sons of the Patriots, or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Liberty, PlayStation, or whatever, whatever. With old, three? old gray snake. Spoiler: uh, Snake dies. <laughs> one of them i don't know it's so com- complicated uh, at that he's point. got like a on. bunch of clones so yeah, yeah that's what i said it's like yeah he dies or there's another one who knows what really happened but yeah we won't we won't talk about uh metal gear anymore i swear <laughs> on this podcast we will, we will yeah. <laughs> every episode <laughs> but, um, i was just gonna sneak in that there was one game i used to play a lot that i don't think anyone is gonna know about but it was called dragon force and um, i thought you're gonna say a little game called metal gear <laughs> <laughs> metal gear one no, but uh, Dragon Force. I used to play it on the Sega Saturn, and it's like one. I don't think they really make these games like that anymore. It's kind of like those like R- strategy RPGs, like with the maps, and like you kind of have to take over a map with your little kingdom. You know, pick mm. one of like seven kingdom people. I remember Dragon Force. And, uh, I didn't have it, but I remember it. Um, I played the shit out of that. It. Was one of the kingdom. like must-have yeah. Sega Saturn games because there's that only was like awesome. there's only like mm. twenty. Must have games on that system. Can, can we kickstarter this? I mean, I keep talking about Kickstarter. Can we get this game back online somehow? Can there, there is back? a Dragon Force Two that only it never came, came out in Japan. Out, yeah. yeah, it came uh, out in Japan, I think. Well, you know, at that time, couldn't speak, you know, that's hard to get these Japanese games, and and that's I heard the second one wasn't as good, but yeah, so replayable games, um, nostalgia, um, offering just a lot of good, like, fun. I think does gameplay really make a difference? I guess it's fun. Yeah, gameplay good gameplay is a necessity for sure. Have Have either of you replayed any games that came out in the last five years? No. Does Hades count? Does Hades come out in the last five years? I played Hades a lot. Yeah, yeah but that's a that's a rogue like. Like, okay, okay, all right, not rogue like. Okay, I feel like that doesn't on, really count because there's got to be something. Really be something. Come on, people, it's got to be something that I've picked back up. Um I, I will say this. This is not the last five years, but I started Limbo again a couple of days ago because of our Cocoon episode. I was mm. intrigued, and I figured I'd try Limbo again because mm. I was curious. Being um, shorter helps, probably. Yeah, being a short game helps. Like, um, And it's still cool. I can't think of a game so uh, that I really... I picked back up. Like maybe I would have wanted to pick back up Ghost Ghost of Tsushima, 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 and uh, in in theory I would like to play that again, but I really haven't picked it back up. So I do want to play like the expanded director's cut of um, um, Death Stranding, but I don't have it. But again, it's not really. The, I I mean, it has additional content and stuff like that. So. Right. It's like here's that game you played, but longer. Right. <laughs> I really Further like walks, that game, though, so. <laughs> more transportation. So yeah, we're gonna jump back into the thirsty suitors. Thirsty, and, thirsty um, for these suitors, man. Very thirsty suitors, which is basically a you know just a quick surmise of what this game is. It's kind of like a hybrid RPG. Um, it's developed by Anna Pernerna. Not developed by them. Published by. Published by them. Okay, yeah. Anna, published by. That's a good distinction. Published by Anna Perna Interactive. Um, it's kind of like a hybrid RPG. 
a little reminiscent of Persona, actually. That's what I think is like the biggest kind of thing that's similar. To yeah, me, I got that vibe too. Yeah, Persona. that's it's a I can it's a clearly an inspiration for de- developers, and um, it has like social sim aspects. It has like some for some reason it's got skateboarding in it and cooking. Uh, I feel like it's a very personal game for whoever developed it. Like they must have spearheaded it, and it must be a very personal story. Somehow. The developer was Outer Loop Games. Outer Loop Games. Yeah. So you do follow a character named Jala, who is a. I think she's Indian. I guess is that okay to say? She's, she's like Indian. half Indian, half Sri Lankan, which is yeah. Technically, I think not the safest way to go is just say South Southeast Asian. Asian. Okay, so she's Southeast Asian. South. Asian. Um, this is South Asian. South Asian. Yeah. South Asian. Um, and it kind of like explores her like personal life or her um, romance life, and you, yeah, you basically go through and battle these these thirsty suitors. Or your your also Scott Pilgrim persona yeah. with Scott Pilgrim. That's what I'm going to say it is to me, and just like a quick thing. So, just jumping in your overall statements of the game. What did you think of this game, Matt? I'm going to start you. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm interested into this conversation because I mean I did think while this game did have some cool ideas to it, and I really thought some of the story was like could have been or was good, and I wanted to see more of it. Um, and I do understand why this game is important to some people, and probably very close to to the person who made it. Um, it's probably a very personal story, and I can understand why people relate to it, and you know why they you know. Re- vibe with it and why it's important to them but in the end for me this wasn't a fun game and that's generally how i rate my overall opinions uh, on games i didn't find this game to be fun like at all for the most part i thought it was really unfocused um it lacked depth uh and i just thought it was kind of boring um i mean especially the gameplay uh like i said it does have some nuggets of greatness like but like it's would you say I, they were worthy nuggets they were they were worthy nuggets thirsty <laughs> nuggets <laughs> but i think most of those nuggets were kind of brushed to the side um and they were sidelined by like the kind of stupid i'm mean, gonna i mean I, I hate to say it but the stupid high school drama bullshit dating sim stuff and the repetitive combat and the unnecessary and poor attempt at like skateboarding minigame and like most of the characters were really annoying, um, and like people that you don't, I didn't like, uh, but racist. I didn't like no, but it was like their person. <laughs> like most of the people aren't good in this game. Like even the main character is annoying, um, which is kind of frustrating. Like as a player to just only I, I like the dad. I'll say that the dad was cool. Everyone else is kind of shitty, um, but it did feel like a missed opportunity just because it was so, it tried to do so many different things. And if it had just focused on like the main characters, like family drama, like the family dynamics and the discussion around the South Asian mixed culture marriage and, you know, being immigrants, second generation immigrants, um, and, you know, expectations from your heritage and, and, you know, your general identity crisis type of thing that she was going through. That part was really interesting, but I think, you know, like I said, it kind of gets brushed to the side. Like it's, it doesn't really come to a, a forefront of the game until the very end. Most of the game is spent on this high school stuff, which I didn't find to be interesting or, or well, very well done. Um, it, but yeah, so basically, uh, I I didn't think it was fun. I think it had some interesting parts that I wish I they had you know made the forefront and focused on more. 
Um, but overall, it wasn't fun due to the boring kind of gameplay. And also, some of it felt really amateurish. Like, a lot of the the animations felt really janky um, and just not polished. Uh, so, I don't know. It, it, yeah, that's kind of my overall opinion. All right. Dennis. So, I think I'm going to have a slightly different take on this. Um, and I, I'm going to be honest in my first like hour or two with this game, I like rolled my eyes and I, I was unhappy. It's just like, Oh no, <laughs> I got to play this. <laughs> like, cause it, it immediately like felt like, like a visual novel kind of deal. Um, which I'm usually not into. And in a lot of those games like, or dating sim kind of game. And, um, I've played persona, persona four specifically. Um, so that was the first comparison point I had, and it definitely has influences from that. But um, the game, I did find it charming in some ways, and some of the characters were charming. And this is a, this is going to be a, a weird take that I'm even for me is that initially I thought, oh man, I can't wait for this game to to be over. But then in the end, I kind of felt like this game isn't long enough. The reason I say that is because I feel like there were there were a lot of ideas and story beats that weren't expanded upon enough for for the game. So again, I think I finished this game in about seven hours. Um, and well, I didn't ask Matt how long it took you to, to beat, but yeah. How long was it for you, Matt? Uh, I finished pretty quickly. I was like four hours actually, or four and a half actually, hours. Actually, I was four. a little more than that. I think I was actually like eight and a half hours. And I didn't do I, I, anything extra. I just I did I I did some grinding and like, um, you know, know it's a, it's it's an RPG at its heart, I guess. I um, hated the combat most, in this game. So most much. of the combat is is turn based RPG, and I I'm fine with turn based RPG mechanics. But um, when I when I went as I got along in the game and I started analyzing things, and I realized that a lot of the problems I had with it were that things weren't developed enough, or they didn't spend enough time on anything, and that goes both with gameplay and with story. And I think yeah. that were, those were the biggest issues I had with it. I, I think that the, the art, the art direction was great. Um, I think the style was really cool. A- animation while sometimes janky, I really liked the flourishes that they had there. And there was a lot of cool little quirks that they had to the animation. Um, and the way that they did the, um, RPG turn-based combat was definitely stylistic and interesting. I loved the the unique like South Asian Bollywood style, for lack of a better term, of of like the epic scenes and combat and um, set pieces. But ultimately, I did get bored. This there's a there's a skateboarding mechanic here that's it's kind of half-assed. And it's just, you know, it's it. There's yeah. not. It's it's not. It's not great. The RPG, the RPG side of it, I don't. I didn't. I don't think it was fleshed out enough either. Um, I think what people like will, but what people will like about this game is probably going to be the things that speak to them personally, and that's probably the South Asian um, side of the the story or the LGBTQ plus side of the story, which is, you know, the, that kind of stuff is not common in 
in games. It's becoming more common in modern games, of course. So I think, you know, it's great that we have that. Um, but strictly gameplay wise and story wise for me, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged cisgender white dude. So (laughs) obviously the story is not made for me necessarily, but I did, I, I appreciate the South Asian stuff and, um, and the unique story, but like, you know, there's that Scott Pilgrim esque ness to it that you mentioned, Phil. And, um, even Scott Pilgrim is a, if you, on paper, that's a weird story. I think I've, I haven't read the comic books, but like the, the movie I like because it's, it's directed by Edgar Wright and it's done well in an interesting way. But, um, this is, this story is, was a little bit boring to me. Uh, the high school drama thing you, you mentioned, Matt, like, uh, yeah, it, it was weird because I think the main character is like, you know, she's in her early twenties and she's got all these exes and it's just like, are these high school relationships? Why do, we, why do we care about this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's so, really, yeah. I mean, um, I want to talk about you got to suspend more, your, dis- your disbelief to some extent, but it's just like, why do I care about what my exes are yeah, up to? Yeah. So it was hard for me to get invested in the, in the story as well. Um, but yeah, we can get into more more of that later. So um, I will say, at least at the very least, I liked this better than the Order eighteen eighty six. Okay, so, um, I think it had a lot more heart than the Order eighteen eighty six, and a lot more yeah, right. I guess it does feel like a very like personal game to somebody. You know what I mean? Who made, whoever made this, and it's and um, at least for me. I mean, I, I think I, I don't want to say I enjoyed it. I, I completely agree with pretty much all your criticisms about the game as well. And um, and the, especially, you know, the interesting points is kind of getting to, like, the heart of those relationships with the, the characters um, that the main character encounters. But it's kind of just, like, summed up as, like, a final fight at the end of each chapter. And that then it just felt like a bit rushed. Like that's kind of like when it gets kind of like juicy, but it's just like not enough. It's kind of like thrown in at the end of each chapter kind of thing. Right. The, there, there's a, there's a, there's a story with each of the exes. Like, I, yeah, a fully, interesting a fully fleshed out story in some other game that we haven't played, like, or some backstory or background yeah, that we haven't have been seen. Kind of come down, right? Yeah, like, I had a lot of. Um, I had some comments about that. Every yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it to it. Um, like, I guess I'll keep it. My my comments right. brief because we can we can get into like the story. Yeah, we'll deep dive a bit more. But like, yeah, um, yeah, a game that's kind of like reminiscent of Scott Pil- of Scott Pilgrim and story wise and like gameplay wise, very Persona inspired. Um, e- even the music and stuff like that, and the kind of like. It's one thing I kind of like inspired me about it, thinking about it in a sense of like, oh, this would be kind of cool to imagine a like a better, even better done, executed like Western Persona game. Like, if a bigger studio or something try to make a game that was like Persona, because like right, you know, Persona. Whoever's played Persona is familiar with it. It always takes place in Tokyo. It's a very like Japanese centric game in a way, which is why some people might like it a lot. And even any reason. any Atlas game like. If you've played um, Catherine as well, like that's yeah. that has some similarities too, and mm. th- they're very stylistic. But like Atlas is a seasoned developer, and they know what they're yeah. doing, and they have a big they, team. You know, I'm sure whether you like it or not, like what they're making, they they're good at what they're making. It's um, quality, I think, yeah. And I think Thirsty Suitors is is still a. I don't. I don't. I think this developer's only made one, maybe two other games before, so I think they're still working it out. 
but it does seem like it's it's definitely heavily influenced by persona yeah yeah it would be cool to see him but see like more of like a western approach to or western or asian or whatever like kind of a whatever non-japanese approach to like a persona-esque game so i was like oh it's, it's interesting in that sense deeper and talk about it right now and um maybe discuss a bit more the gameplay and so dennis if you can maybe give us a overview what you thought about like how the gameplay works the basic gameplay in this is a turn-based rpg at its core that's what it is um and you know for anyone who's played a turn-based rpg you know you you face an enemy and you've got an item uh, like a, a menu where you can select your actions, either an attack. Usually it's a, in most games, it's like a fantasy based. So you have like a magic spell or some kind of skill that you can use. But what this game does, which is unique and, you know, is kind of a cool idea is that it uses like moods instead of, you know, like an ice attack or a fire attack or a lightning attack. So you have moods like um, rage or, Thirsty is one of the moods, like in the title, mm. um, and you there's can, a couple others like you can Heartbreaker. Make your grandma thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> you you can, can you can make your grandma thirsty if you want. Um, uh, so so that's that's a cool idea, and and uh, but so there's that basic style of gameplay, but there's also some skateboarding mechanics thrown in, and I I feel like i don't even want to those are very secondary the the skateboarding aspect of this game is more of like a i I feel like it was like um hey walking around this town because you have three three areas you have a home you have downtown and you have a skate park area and i feel like uh they thought well walking around the town is a little bit boring and walking around this area might be boring so why don't we just instead of walking around you can you can skateboard around the town right um that's, that's how, how it felt. felt. And it felt like it was tacked on, basically. It does feel tacked on. I do think that's a neat idea, though. Like, hey, you know, instead of just walking around a town, right? Why don't you? Skateboard it doesn't, it doesn't the add town? much to the game, though. No, that's, that's the problem. It's nothing. like it's like I a feel different like it's a, game. It's a little bit of like a band aid in a way. Right? It's yeah, that's like, exactly how I felt. Yeah. My uh, impression was like whoever made this game was like she was a bisexual uh, Indian woman. Or Sri Lankan woman who likes to skateboard. Oh, that's what that's well, the, the person was. Cancel who made me. It. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but, well, yeah, yeah I'm just saying. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a very, like, she <laughs> literally likes skateboarding. She wants to put it in, but it, like, didn't feel like it adds anything to this to this game. Unfortunately, it, well, I think, yeah. I think if anything, it, it adds flavor to Jala, the main character. Like, yeah. she's, she's cool. She's a skateboarder, a and, and she looks cool when she's skateboarding, and it just adds, like, character flavor text. Right. But, um, so there's that. Those are the two main gameplay loops. But there's also cooking in there. Would you? And there's there was some there was some dancing too. But <laughs> in the in the RPG turn based battles, uh, you have a lot of quick time elements that happen. And if you if you've ever played Mario RPG, Paper Mario, Sea of Stars. They have those time time based uh, additional attacks that you can do while you're 
doing your turn-based combat. So this game relies heavily on that in a very stylistic way, like uh, adding quick time elements to your turn-based combat. There's also cooking, a cooking mini game that is basically taking all that quick time and adding it strictly to cooking. Um, and then it appears again later in like a dance battle game. Uh, it's just rehashed basically. But, and maybe you, I'm sure you guys have the same, same issue. So I mentioned that there's this mood combat system. When you play a normal fantasy based RPG and you come across a fire monster, right? Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to be able to use my ice attack on him and, and that's his weakness. And these combat encounters are full of dialogue. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like constant, too much dialogue personally. Mm. Um, and, and I will get to that maybe in the story why that is, but it it's very, there's no, I, I don't, I couldn't figure this out. Maybe you guys could, but there's a hint. It seems like there's, Oh, it, it seemed like trial and error to I know, me. I know, yeah, I know what you're no, trying to get at, okay, yeah, but I don't know was, how there's a hint. It was trial and error for me for a little while, and then I realized when you do one and it's the wrong one, they start, they glow a different color and have a little like symbol next to their head when it's wrong, and that's the correct one. So like, if you try to do rage and it's like that oh, doesn't wow. work, wow, they man. could have a, they could, they'll glow around them like yellow when they denying it they'll glow like yellow and have like a little electricity bolt next to their head which that's means how that, you that's how so you beat this game I, so quickly i never caught that yeah at I all that. and i and i did grinding to try and figure out this combat system to see if there was something i was missing and i never caught that and i thought that there was so there's like i said there's there's these mood attacks that you can do like thirsty or rage or heartbreak and I thought because there's so much combat. I don't know if you, if you ever played like um, the original Monkey Island, that has a combat system in it. That's uh, te- like a text-based conversational combat. It's like somebody right. insult combat system where somebody says something and you say the like corresponding phrase Come that back. fits with what they said. Yeah, the comebacks. Yeah. So I, I, I when I first started playing the game, I thought, oh, this is really cool. What a great idea that they're implementing something like that and. But I could I couldn't figure it out, or it wasn't there. I couldn't I couldn't quite yeah. tell. Well, yeah. So I thought, yeah. like, based on what people were saying, I was meant to decide which mood to use to attack them, and that it was like a clue yeah. to to give. I, I tried to guess off their personality, right. like, oh, this guy Same. seems like a like a rager. Same. <laughs> yeah. So I go for the rage taunt. Or well, I, so I think one thing we haven't explained yet is that when you try to do these mood ra- like taunts, like the rage or whatever, you, some will work and some won't. Like, like it, and so basically, you can just do mood or it's like do the rage taunt, and then if it's successful, then he becomes raged and which gives him a weakness to like a rage skill so like it makes it does a lot more damage so that's what you want to do you want to get them into these moods um but there's most of there's like six moods that you can attack with and only like two of them will work at a certain time and so like the other ones will just not work at all so when you do the mood attack it just says denied and like you can't do it so it was, yeah, I was starting out, this, I had the same problem at the beginning. It was like, I thought, you know, it was based on their personality, based on what they're saying, but that it's not the case. It's just, it seems to be kind of random. I think it's randomly done. Um, uh, it, it's definitely 100% random if you do, there There are random 
not random encounters in the traditional sense where you walk around and an enemy comes up to you, but there's there's these boxes in the in the downtown area that you can walk up to, and it'll either give you a random encounter or it'll give you money. It's like it's supposed to be some kind of iron RNG based system, but every, every time you do those, you get like a random encounter. Well, most of the time I got random encounters and it seemed like those battles had nothing to do with anything and they were just they were just there for grinding. Just there to like build your experience like for grinding. And I couldn't I I tried so many times to just base things off of what people said and mm. it just never worked and it never made any sense. Yeah, it, worked. it took me a long time to notice that there's like a little tiny visual hint about what they're weak to. So like if you do like I said, if you do the rage taunt and it's denied, they'll start glowing yellow and show like a little shock symbol next to their mind showing that they're so, su- they're successful uh, to shock attacks. but you don't get that you don't get that symbol unless you try something right? that's that's when i noticed it is when it, when i tried one and i got denied like they would have a little indication of what they were weak to i mean it's, it's just kind of a interesting thing. because dennis and i both didn't notice that but um we're both i think we're all able to finish the game like anyway i finished so, I the game i didn't grind once i didn't i no, didn't do I, any extra I, battles i didn't, didn't grind nothing. Because I needed to, I just grinded because I was trying to like figure out the combat system right. and see if there was something I was missing. Because I felt like very unsatisfied doing the battles I was doing because I just felt like I was button mashing and not yeah. really doing anything. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, even finding that trick didn't make the battles more fun. It just made well, them. Well, it doesn't sound go, like it would. It and just I makes think, it go by faster. <laughs> that's all. Well, th- th- that's that's core part of the the gameplay problem to me was that like in a in a standard rpg like you learn from a battle experience it's like right i fought these bird creatures and i know that they're weak yeah, to win so I if them, i yeah. find another similar creature i'll know that i can do this attack on them right. and i'll be better prepared in the future but you don't carry any of that knowledge with you because it doesn't matter yeah, this is what I meant when this like when I said like one of my, my biggest problem is that it's like unfocused and lacks depth. Like I feel like everything is like you said it's a neat, everything is such a neat idea. It has lots of neat ideas, but none of them are really fleshed out. And I feel like kind of had the same problem with the order, and <laughs> that well, uh, it just felt like you know not so deep. Unfortunately, I kind of I kind of feel like this game. I mean, I have no idea about like how it was like you know greenlit and all that stuff. But like yeah, maybe this didn't have the budget, but like potentially it could be done you know what i mean yeah this, this felt like it didn't have if they had the focused on one thing and if they'd gotten rid of the skateboarding gotten rid of some other you know the cooking and yeah, focused you know, on the turn-based rpg combat they could have made it a lot better they could have done it like you might like the cooking though you know based on the because there's so much conversation during the fights like make that part of the battle where you have to listen to what they're saying to figure out what they're weak to but it's not the case it's just like they're just like kind of ranch throwing random insults at each other and kind of slowly exposing that's the, the thing like so, so some like so there is a so much dialogue in this game and when you're and you, when you're fighting someone there's a lot of dialogue and it's well written and the conversations are well written but to what end like it doesn't it doesn't matter unless right. you um unless you care about the people that you're talking to and I mean, we'll come to this in the story, but most of the time I didn't care what the person I was talking to or battling was saying because I didn't know them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's no part of, yeah, that's part of a story thing, but it just kind of come out of nowhere and it's like you're supposed to just care about them, but there's yeah. no like background or yeah. like anything. So, and I mean, 
going back to the the leveling thing and the rpg elements like the leveling up system was just like what what what's happening like why you know i have no idea what i'm getting better at i don't know why i mean i get it i, I gained experience and i'm leveling up but to be honest every fight was the same i was never challenged i never had a hard time beating a fight you know the whole like leveling up thing that it just it was kind of pointless um to me well, at least no same like i at some point i kind of just ignored it and it was just like okay yeah, i'm getting better in some way yeah right just assume um, i never had to go shopping. yeah nothing was ever hard really yeah yeah it's interesting i mean i, w- I would almost want to test it because at some point i was like oh i want to get my you have three different stats i think it's the heart the star and the bohemian the heartbreak the right heartbreaker star, bohemian i forget the other one yeah and the the star and I was like, oh, I'm going to get my heartbreak up, which is your attack power. So I kept going. Is it? I didn't even realize that. It shows you. I don't know. It what, does show like, you what. Uh, yeah. I didn't what, even really when you level attention. up or when you pick a point. And um, so I'm like, I'm getting my attack power up. But I swear to God, I don't think I ever did more than like 30, the same damage right. to my attack every yeah. single time. So yeah. I'm like, is it going up or is it just like, yeah. So I stopped caring too. I was like, I don't think it's going up. Actually, I've got like 20 heartbreak <laughs> stat right now. You know what I mean? How did you How did you guys feel about the quick time elements in the in the attacks? I think I, I liked them at first, but when, it, when so like once you once you get them into the mood that that hurts them, I just basically did the skill that is strong to that um, to that mood. So like you know, there's one attack, one skill so it gets that, repetitive that yeah where they're weak to it so you just do it over and over and over again while they're in that mood and it's just you have to do the same ct uh, like quick time thing every damn turn because like that's all it was that's the the combat was so repetitive for me and i found it so boring for that reason i i mean i kind of liked it but it felt maybe a little too much i don't know i'm like on the fence about it i kind of like the quick time elements maybe it just could have been done like a better somehow which well, i can't quite I think turn-based combat is already for me, and I think it's not just me. I think in in general, turn-based combat is a little dated unless you add some strategy elements to it, and you got to have that strategy elements. Like games like, you know, classic Dragon Quest and like classic Final Fantasy games, people kind of don't really vibe well with random encounters of random meaningless encounters where you're just smashing the attack button just to keep moving to an area like that kind of that that kind of stuff is not as popular as it used to be and you gotta you gotta add more to it to make it more engaging some more strategy something to make it interesting and if you just and and i feel like that's what those quick time elements were doing they were kind of trying to make things a little bit more engaging and you know yeah mario rpg paper mario they do that and they do add a little bit to the to the combat but um you know it's not it's not a it's not enough like you yeah. need some more i just yeah there wasn't enough variety some, and depth to the combat right it's just not deep at all and it was just so i, I think the conversation is what was probably the strong point of it, but that also wasn't utilized in a in a way that that would make it important to the to the battle system. Mm. Yeah. If um if the developers are listening, and I know you are, um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I, like to, I don't know. I had some things like I wish they had done. Like I kind of wish you could have like gain party members. I thought you actually would. Like when you make 
you beat each one of them and you make peace with them, I guess. Which I which I will say I kind of like the the angle of the game is is overall like a positive, you know, it's not like you're battling good this is more of a story thing, I guess we can get yeah. into that. You're not battling good and evil, but I have problems with this too actually. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> party members or just more fleshed out RPG elements. Mm. Um, yeah. I actually kind of like the cooking. I don't I think, think the cook, it, it, yeah, like I said, neat ideas. Steps, I think cooking was a neat idea. I think the yeah. combat had neat ideas, like the mood stuff was really like it was a really cool idea. But it you just know ended what? up being um, kind of boring in the end. But another game that uh, popped into my head was, and I, I think I mentioned this last last podcast. Um, I played Yakuza Zero. That's the only of the Yakuza games I've played. Right. I think a lot of them are quite similar, and those games are well known for their mini games. Yeah, so many. Tons. It's a it's an open worldish game that takes place in a small part of Tokyo, but like, you know, there's like karaoke mini games, there's dance mini games, there's all kinds of stuff, and all of those mini games are different and well done and fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's what I really wanted here. It was yeah. so disappointing. Like there, there. I, I think you guys probably came across it. There's one part where you go and you do like a dance thing, and I was waiting for like a, like a Space Channel Five kind of dance battle thing to happen, and it was just the same damn quick time <laughs> yeah, that you do time, yeah. in every RPG battle and in every cooking thing. Right. It was the same, yeah. Yeah. and that was so disappointing. Like they could have. They could have done something different for right. each of those, yeah. and that would have made it more interesting. Well, yeah. gameplay um, developers could be worked on. It could be it could be tweaked a little bit. I would Skateboarding say, was different, at least. Focus, focus. Yeah, it was yeah. different, but focus. It was shitty. Let's focus it up a bit. But I like the jalebi, and the um, I learned some some jalebi, some some different J- what jalebi? Jalebi. What is I that? I think that's the name of one of the. Food items. I, was, uh, I can only name one now. That oh, I, I, I will say that I learned yeah, some the, things. The, the thing I liked about the cooking wasn't the the mechanic of it. It, it was, was just that, like every yeah every time I made something, I was like, "Ooh, that looks good." I yeah, want to yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to try to make that. <laughs> and I think they actually yeah, were yeah. telling you like how this is like how you yeah, make it. Basically, they this came is the actual like way of real making recipes. It. Yeah, yeah, right. And that was really cool. Um, but yeah, the gameplay was such a sore point. Let's talk about the vibe if we're ready to move on. Mm-hmm. This game did have a vibe. And the vibe. I guess I'm talking about the vibe. Um, the vibe of the game, yeah, like I kind of said it. Like, you know, if you mixed a Persona Light with a Scott Pilgrim story, um, and even, like I said, even the music is kind of like a persona-esque like i don't want to say like a bit of that like jazzy laid back chill it definitely had some like stuff. south asian yeah 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 exactly drum it was some like south though, asian like. that's what i liked about it kind of like put in some south asian like flavor a little spice in there from that and and the, even the visuals is kind of like reminiscent of um you know it's a cartoony bright colors it's sort of like um, cel-shaded kind of yeah cel-shaded um, I and it's kind of like a relaxed actually, game. Um, I do feel like it was kind of mostly relaxed, but like, well, you know, what else you have to say about the vibe? Um, I mean, I, Dennis mentioned it, but I, I, 
there was some cool parts to the i mean overall it looked fine like i wasn't like wow this looks amazing or anything like that but it was cool yeah um and it had some cool parts like there's a lot of flair <laughs> thrown around like the when you come home back when you go back to your house she like does a She's got her skateboard and her jacket on, and she does like a cartwheel. And when she does the cartwheel, like all the stuff flies off of her and like lands perfectly on. The... I love that every time. It yeah, happened, yeah. That, was... yeah, that was a lot cool. of that. Yeah. And like you know, there's there's like a lot of cool stuff like that. And it was the same thing during the cooking. Like there's a lot of flair in the movements when you're doing the cooking. You're like doing flips, it was almost like anime esque. Yeah, or yeah, like over the top, like anime esque uh, moves movements that you do. And it's the same thing when you're fighting. And like that so there was some cool like actions and, and stuff like that so i like that part of the vibe and yeah like you said the music and everything else but other than other than those pieces like those cool parts i thought it was just very good it was nice i didn't think it was anything amazing but i liked it you know you said you beat it in four hours and i was gonna say like you know, i half. didn't realize like, doing four little battle points in a in like sound in the skate park and did the battle points in town you basically only have two areas to explore yeah, um, outside yeah. of your home yeah. so that's quite limited but i realized if you just do like the story star things you can c- go to the next chapter within like i don't know like 30 minutes max that's you know all i mean did. like i mean yeah, i just, just went, like i went from main, point a point e point to c yeah and main done. objective to main objective i explored a bit yeah and then did some extra grinding i did at the very beginning but it, <laughs> as soon as i was like oh my god this is horribly boring um i'm just like yeah. i gotta get to the next i gotta just gonna get to get through this um i will say you know it, it you know on the way i i grew on me a little bit but yeah there are I like extras it. in the game you got costumes you can get like mm-hmm. different outfits and shoes and skateboards and you can play as different you can walk around as a different like avatar like some of the other characters in the game yeah you can skateboard um, as your dad or your mom yeah if you're keen on doing that for some reason and there's even like some um accessories that kind of give you some perks but the thing about the perks and even the um items there are items like consumables that can give you buffs and debuffs but it was never necessary like you really could i mean i don't think there was ever felt like you needed to really put a debuff I mean, I, on somebody. i used healed. some of the the, the foods yeah that you gotta cook yeah the yeah, foods yeah. that i cooked i used in in the combat yeah i just used healing items almost exclusively um, I did use them during the like when they're like in, invulnerable, invincible points. Uh, yeah, like yeah. a couple times, I'm like, I'll just throw this out. I don't know what else to do or something. But yeah. um, it never felt like, yeah, maybe as an RBG, it could be somehow intertwined and that a bit more necessi- necessity to use some of these items. Or yeah, yeah, I think we all used them, but it never really felt like you do need to heal. Yeah. So I'll say that you, you do need to heal. Probably, <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, I think the vibe was this one of the stronger points in the in this game i think it you know it definitely is a lower budget game that's obvious but i think with you know with i think that the team that made this game was around like 15 people or something Hmm. it's pretty small um i think it's it started off with like one or two people and then they once they got approved from annapurna i think they, they they hired on a bunch of others but um you know for for that small team, I think they they definitely got a lot of style in there, and and I really loved those animations and all those things. I think that added a lot of character. Yeah, voice acting was really good. Voice acting uh, was good, was, and right. I think it was well written. Yeah, um, graphically, it's it's nothing impressive really, but it's it's fine. You know that sort of cel shaded style is one of those. 
I feel like that's one of those styles you can fall back on that always looks okay. Right. You know, it never looks too dated. Yeah. Um, that's why games like Jet Set Radio still look okay today because, mm. you know, for yeah. how old they are. Wind Waker. I will say they Wind saw, too, they yeah. clearly had like a vision and I kind of like applaud it for being in a way unique. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a unique game, uh, even though they can, you know, tell it's inspired by other things, but like telling a very specific kind of story and maybe something that's not that common to see. If ever, I guess I haven't really explored many games that explore this type of thing. You I know? think you're right. Yeah, but that I, I still have problems with the story. Yeah, I have problems with the story too. But I think you're right in that, like the vibe is a highlight for me as well. And that just mainly in the sense that it seemed like it was the most focused, and that there was so much vision behind the the vibe, and like a lot of passion went into the vibe. Well, I feel like the gameplay and the story was so unfocused, and they they tried to do too many different things. Um, while the vibe was had more, yeah, uh, focus to it, so I, I, I like the vo- the vibe actually. So vibe gets two thumbs up. So this is the same issue I had with the order. I mean, this is a very different game from the order, but it's the same. It's funny kind of, though. I, it's, it's the same it's problems similar, though. though. It had it gave like the problems that I had with this game were the same problems I had with the order. <laughs> yeah, but I still and they both say have it was a, a bunch of quick game. time elements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It was like, man, we just played two back to back quick timeathons. It's like, come on, that's true. You know, so I don't know. Um, yeah, it is kind of like the order, but at least I want to say it was like it kind of still was more fun or something. It's more unique. I still prefer. I preferred this yeah. to the order. Right, it has more passion and heart behind it, as you said. But, yeah. Let's talk about the story now that Ooh, we've, yeah. Yeah, we've gone over the vibe and we can kind of dive into what the story is all about. Matt, tell okay. us about what's I'll just going do, on. Why I'll try to do – there's there's a lot going on in this story, like too much. So I'm going to try to give like a basic rundown. But basically, you're following Jala, um, who's like a 20-something-year-old daughter of South Asian immigrants, one from India, one from Sri Lanka. Um, she's heading back to her hometown after being like – after like it's kind of ghosting and leaving for three years or something like that and not really talking to anyone in her hometown. Um, and the reason why she's moving back, the real reason why she's moving back uh, or going back at least is because her girlfriend broke up with her and then she didn't really have anywhere else to go because she was living with her girlfriend when they broke up. Um, and But it also just happens to coincide with her sister's wedding, um, which is coming up. Um, but she was is estranged from her sister. She hasn't spoken to her in a long time, and she doesn't even know her sister's fiance's name or any, or, or anything anything about him. Um, so yeah, that's how they that's like how, how it starts. Um, and then when you come back, uh, basically like these the, the, almost immediately your exes from high school, one of them like starts accosting you at at the local diner and like why did we break up or you know i loved you and you know all this bullshit um and it kind of like grows from there and then uh you go back home and then your parents are like why you know you know where where have you been why why you've been gone for so long without talking to us and you know she's like i'm sorry and all this stuff um the mom is kind of like this cold strict kind of like very traditional um parent while the dad is a bit more loving and caring and and quiet um but more you know on her level on on jala's level um and then uh basically you kind of find out that there's this 
kind of league of exes uh, from your high school, essentially, if you're from your high school days. And apparently you're the main character in their lives because they're, they're like, you're like the only person that they care about. They're like obsessed with you and they all want to be like, we got to go get Jala and like get her back for what she did to us. You know, it's very um, Scott Pilgrimy in that sense. Uh, so you see these cutscenes between each day um, at night where they're like gathering as a group and talking about who's going to take her on next. Like now it's your turn. You have to go go confront her and so you have all every chapter you're basically it ends with you fighting one of your exes and kind of re you know connecting with them after the the fight no one like dies or anything of course it just means you kind of reconcile with them in a sense and then there's this whole other cult story about like a, a dude who's dressed as a bear in this in this abandoned um, amusement park and he's like recruiting kids to take over the amusement park and for some reason he's like the dark turn he's like really evil and then like i don't know it's just i don't know i i really i that part i started zoning out and stopped paying attention to because it just felt so pointless and i i know i don't really understand why that's in the game to be honest i really have no idea other than to create this skate park area for you to to skate around and that's like the main area where you can do skating challenges although you can do it later in the town as well um and then, yeah, then again, there's this other part, which is the family story, which I touched on where you're, you have to, your parents want you to reconnect with your sister who you're estranged from. So you're trying to find her, but she doesn't show up until like the very end. She's like avoiding you because you haven't talked to her in so long. And she's a bit bitter about that, uh, understandably. Um, and your character is kind of an asshole too. Like she's not like a really nice person or anything. Like she's really like confrontational, very uh negative um and all of these things so it's kind of weird uh it does tries to do too many things i don't like i said i don't know why they did the cult story at all i don't know what what added to the story from that um and there's so much focus my my one of my biggest problems is that there's just so much focus on this stupid high school drama where it's just like you broke up with me and and then you slept with this other person and then you know why did you do that and that really hurt me and then you know this was stuff that happened to them probably you know several years ago why do people still care about in some this? cases like these exes were from like middle school yeah right there's like middle school well, exes like I, I, you kissed me when you know we, when we were like you know in second grade and that made me fall in love with you and can then, i can i ask yeah what because i didn't know what were they trying to accomplish though like i kind of kind of get like they all get together that, and they're like yeah who's gonna go get her next <laughs> like what were they trying to do like they like, wanted to make some of them, one of them is, is all well, some got. of them seem they yeah. wanted to like date her again or like oh, i want you back well, yeah a they definitely they def yeah. definitely gave those vibes during the combat like sometimes they seem to want to like hook up again but it, that didn't yeah oh, it just felt so some of it felt was just so annoying there was like some characters who were just like i just want to show you that i'm independent and i don't need you anymore and then there's the other ones like I still love you and like why did you hurt my hurt me so bad? So Ugh. here's here's a core thing. This game is called Thirsty Suitors, and none of your exes exes are suitors right. except for maybe Tyler, the main right, the main like ex that means the most to you. Right. But like all these people, these exes, their ultimately their goal is not to to get back with you, and right. they obviously ban. They wouldn't band together if they all wanted. I think to the get back first anyway. person wanted you back, right? Uh, yeah. That well, the muscle yeah, but, guy. Yeah, but most of them Sergio. don't. 
Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, I don't. It's more know. that they just want to be apologized to and want to like reckon with you for for how the how things ended. Like, and that, what? but that's so. That's is, this, a big, is this just that's a way, a metaphor for her to like reconcile all her all the shitty things she's done in the past or something? But this is the problem. Way. Though is, and I know it's yeah. You can suspend your disbelief, and it's just fun. But like. I'm sorry for bringing this up again, and we keep doing this. Scott Pilgrim, like the the, <laughs> the whole league of exes in Scott Pilgrim, it's like a joke. Yeah, those right. guys are all dicks, and nobody respects them, and they're just stupid. And Ramona right. Flowers doesn't really care about them or respect them either. They're just kind of there, and they're attacking. But like here in this game, th- you're supposed to like these people in the end, and kind of like. Oh, you know, they're all nice people in their own way and they all have their own story and like we we should be friends. Dude, like I'm not friends with my exes and I don't think it's healthy to make up and become best friends with your exes in this yeah, way. Right. That's a weird that's a weird thing. If if weird. my ex yeah, my well, ex-girlfriend you know what, from Dennis? middle school or high school came up to me and was like, "Hey, remember, you know, the right. way you broke up with me?" It was like that's that's like whoa Weird. hey you know like hey move on you don't know they're, they're plotting right now okay they're plotting against you no right it was that's, yeah agree, agreed completely that, that I, it was immediately like red flags from all your exes right like, exactly these people are weird yeah. and why they're are you talking to them <laughs> so when that they first, spend every day plotting first, against you so this yeah. is why i had like that initial like ugh, reaction when i played this game was when you have that first battle with sergio yeah in the in the diner he's the first battle he's the first ex you meet i was like oh this guy's a weirdo and he sucks how do i how do i push the button to say no go away and there wasn't you were never given that option and you don't have again going back to the order you're never ever given any options to like to make a decision you you're given dialogue trees and dialogue choices to to react to things that they say but that don't they don't matter. They don't yeah. change what you do. Right. Like you're still going along a set path of what the story that this game wants you to go through. You're yeah. never allowed to like say, "Hey, weirdo, go away. I don't want to talk to you." Like, no matter what, how the how those battles turn out, you're still going to end up like friends with these people at the end because <laughs> that's where it wants you to end up. And I don't want to be friends with these people. Yeah. No, I didn't like anyone in this game really. I mean, like I said, except for the dad. The dad was cool. Um, but I did like the family dynamics, like I said, were the most interesting part. But one other part I wanted to add really quickly, and we kind of stepped on or touched on this with the, the, the exes, like they constantly ask you questions. And so you as a player have never met this character before. They It's the first time you're talking to them. And then they like, they ask you, they, or say, for example, one will say something flirty to you, something that's like they're trying to flirt with you. And then your options to respond are you haven't changed or that won't work again or something like that. And it's like, I don't know who this person is. How am I supposed to say that hasn't, you haven't changed? I don't know what they were before this. And how am I supposed to say that won't work again? I don't know what they've done in the past. It's Yeah, I, I found give, myself you, insulting or deflecting them every time. Like, no, insult, I pretty deflect. much did that yeah, every same. time too. Yeah, because you have no context of who they are. You don't. You, they don't give you any of the backstory between you and that re- your relationship with them before you meet so them. This is this is why I came to the conclusion that I think this game would have been better if it was longer, and they spent time fleshing out yeah. each of these people and mm. giving them like 
time for you to digest and learn who they are because like they throw everything at you when you're in a the first time you meet them and you you have a, a battle with them that's when you learn everything and and it's just all rushed at you at once mm. and you don't know anything about them and you're supposed to care about them like right. you know and they do and they do clearly have like personalities and a deep backstory that was written for them like you know like one of the girls specifically like she's in a similar situation to you in that her, her she's uh i don't know she's bisexual or queer in some way and but her parents didn't accept it so she was rejected by right. her parents for yeah. it there's a and she's one of your exes and that's an interesting backstory for her but you don't really get any of the the meat of that story you just hear her say it while you're throwing well, basketballs yeah. at her face in the <laughs> middle of in the middle of combat literally working on uh, in front of her right exactly and uh so it's like, oh, well, that would have been interesting to to actually like there could have been a whole chapter of the game where you focus on like what happened with her and her life mm. or her backstory, you know, or what the it, relationship was. But I don't care about her enough for any of the conversation that we're having to matter. Yeah, um, it did remind me again of Persona. In that case. I don't know if you guys play Persona 5, which is, by the way, I'm not a huge fan of the newer ones, but. Have you played either of you played it? I haven't played I've any. only played four. I haven't played a single persona game. So it reminded me that in a sense of like I think the whole without getting too much into it, the concept is like you have to each chapter or each like thing is like you have to like go steal the heart of like a certain character or something like that. So it becomes a whole kind of like metaphorical exploration of like this character's like uh, what what's going on with like a specific character. And so like I feel like this kind of needed something like that. Like it needed to be each chapter or each day needed to be maybe revolve around them the whole way somehow and like you needed to kind of explore i, the, the, I felt that too something. like each each they did each i think each day you focused on one x that's yeah, how right. the game was set but like wasn't it wasn't much it was like mm. here do a couple of tasks and then at the end of the day you you meet up with this x and then fight yeah, them and yeah. that's it but um i think yeah they could have done a lot more expanding there and it would have made the game longer but yeah i think it would have been better maybe not better suited for us and i guess afterwards did you guys do any of this because i noticed because i didn't do any of the extra stuff but after you beat one of the exes like you can then go and like increase your relationship with them like you can go i didn't i was gonna ask yeah. You can like go and talk to them more and like you get can and I them. and you can like text that, them but... and or something like that. What right. does that do though? I was like I, I was going know. to and I'm like I'm not going to get anything for this. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't I never wanted to right, because exactly. like why would you do What's that? I think they all came across so ways, needy. It yeah. would have made it would have made a lot more sense to me if they weren't your exes, if they were just your friends. Right. Yeah like, yeah, like friends that you were like a really tight knit circle of friends that you left behind because you right. started dating some some woman and then left right left them all that behind and sense. ghosted that them. More sense. That would have made a lot of sense because yeah. of course your friends want to reconnect with you, but right. like exes, <laughs> you don't reconnect with exes. That's not what you do. No, yeah, that's a good. And point. your exes hey. obviously wouldn't band together and <laughs> try to like. No, that's weird. Yeah. So, um, I, that's that's why the family dynamic I thought was a, was more interesting. Yeah, I think. same. Mm-hmm. Without spoiling, um, yeah, the end was like I thought that was actually like that was like my I favorite part. Liked it. 
Yeah, I was I like my favorite part cool. of the whole story is when the the grandma comes and like you have to Pot- deal man, with that. It's a, it's, a spoil- it's a spoiler alert. We're talking man. about story. This is going to be spoilers. 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 Stool. But no, yeah, the grandma comes. You have to deal with that, and like it's this huge drama because like it's like she was badass too. And your mom, like your mom, doesn't like her mom type of thing. Or but you know, it's that it's that very complicated family familial familial relationship um where you know there's people that don't like each other you love each other but you hate each other and you know there's so much depth to it and reasons behind it and you don't always know everything and so that part i really liked but that's why i was saying like i feel like that was the part that they should have focused on or you know approached it differently like you said dennis have it be a group of friends that you abandoned that want to you know reconnect with you and find out like why the hell did you abandon us um, and the game is called Thirsty Suitors, and no suitors. the only suitors That's in the game are really the the random encounters that are sent by the the grandmother who right. is looking to have you marry someone. Right. Uh, I think it's yeah. an inaccurate name. It is an inaccurate name. Because it's not really about yeah. Thirsty Suitors. Nope. Well, what did you guys think this game, you know, when I picked this game, I had no idea what this was going to be, like, <laughs> at all. So... <laughs> Even for me, I don't even know what I really expected. It just seemed like a ridiculous game, and it looked like it might be I fun it, to make fun well, of or something. Before watching any serious. videos, I thought yeah. it was going to be like a visual novel dating sim or something. Um, but, I had no expectations uh, going in. I didn't expect there to be like skateboarding. Which which brings <laughs> me to another point. This makes me think about Cocoon in a, in a sense of like, or maybe some of these other games. Like who? I'm not sure who this game is for, really. It's hard. If we were doing this, I'm not... I, I don't know, like game. who, yeah, would have like who the audience exactly is, and and it's kind of like a hard game to really well, I come think, up with I a think, target audience. I or think something. it really is, you know, like you said, it's a personal game for the person who made it, and I think there's a lot of people who can identify with the, you know, the the main character and their, their especially the family situation, having you know, being immigrants and having this cultural identity heritage thing that you're you're supposed to live up to but you don't want to live up to it or you know you don't feel connected to it like your parents want you to i think there's a lot of people that can connect to that i think it's you know a lot of people connect to it for that reason and and that's great and that's a great thing and there's also the whole lgbtq plus thing like your character is bisexual has both boyfriends and girlfriends there's a lot of discussion well i do feel like they should have touched on it a little bit more there was a little bit of discussion about like gayness and queerness and you it was know kind of in the background but it really wasn't at the forefront which is fine like it doesn't need to be but um yeah it just it felt like i think that's you know the people who can like relate to that stuff which is not really us so much that's what i said we're like middle-aged gamers here that's yeah. what we're doing here at bite size middle-aged, middle-aged gamers male <laughs> at least non-gay dudes. we are we are immigrants <laughs> though we're in, we all live in a foreign uh, country so mm. not where we're from but um yeah but yeah, immigrants so, in Japan. But yeah. still, either way, like, it's just hard for me to say this was a good game because I did not have fun with it, and I don't. Even if I connected with the story a bit more, like, on a personal level, I still don't think. I don't think that would have made the gameplay any better. Gameplay was still crap in my mind. I promising. I want to yeah, say that I think, and I hope I don't get my head bit off for this. <laughs> You're about, when you say that, you're I about to. Think, <laughs> I'm not racist, but... This, <laughs> I don't think this is a game for people who play a lot of video games. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. I think if you're holding this up to like 
the, the whole, whole swath of games that have come before it. And there's going to be a lot of criticisms that you're going to have comparing it. But if you're someone who's very casual and you're more into playing games for the vibe and the the style and just something that, you know, speaks to you in a certain way, like like you're saying, like if, if, if you know, if you have a South Asian background, for example, or, there, or it's rare to come across a game that has uh, mm-hmm. that kind of vibe that you're looking for, then you're probably going to enjoy it. But like if you're hardcore into games, I think, and I'm talking about gameplay and systems and yeah. core mechanics, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's you need to look up like builds and, and like loadouts but and all the this. Same, I want to know, how do you min-max in Thirsty Soup? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> there are games that are similar to this that I really enjoyed. Like one that comes to mind is Gone Home. I really liked Gone Home. I thought that was... But the, the thing is that game yeah. was focused. It It had a very clear like objective and like it knew it was so focused on what it was doing and this game was just so done in a, such a poor way and that it's trying to do too many different things and blah 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 I keep saying it but you know like I have games where you know the gameplay doesn't have to be super engaging because again gone home you're just basically just walking around a house um, right, it's a walking sim basically. yeah but I still really really enjoyed it just because it was so focused and that was so i think that's like kind of the big problem with this game there's too much going i said something similar with the order last time Mm -hmm. is that um that that if they you know if you're making a game that's a a walking sim or a narrative focused game then make that game right exactly yeah don't don't mash it up with these mechanics that are half-assed right exactly kind of yeah what, what we've got going on here yeah oh and i do Whoa. there's spicy question of <laughs> kind of related to all of this um this game has gotten very highly praised <laughs> like very highly uh, people are like i already, I already I, know where you're going with I this read by the way i some, already know i read some of the reviews and they're like the combat is is really cool and really fun because you can do this stuff and it's like it's not fun at all but do you think, Matt, this is the end of Bite Size Games you right here. This game, <laughs> do you think it got more praise than it deserved because of its, you know, like what it what the messages are, what the characters are like? <laughs> Does that make sense? Should I should have looked at the review? I didn't read like reviews, so I don't know. I, but I, I'm gonna yeah. say that I think it, yes. Yeah, I think, it and did. I also think. I also think that the reviews that it got were probably like also coming from people who are into this kind of game. Too. Yeah, I mean, like that's I don't, I don't think they gave the they gave Johnny Call of Duty this game to review. <laughs> no, and he but, was like, yeah, this fucking game rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't I don't like think that, that happened. Course, yeah, yeah, uh, they had people play, not, but I, I'm not, I'm not, I just want but, to but, state I am not Johnny <laughs> Call of Duty. I don't like Call of Duty games, right, but like. Right. But but still, should, should it appeal? Should a high-scoring game appeal to Call of Duty fans? Like, I guess it's kind of hard to be. No, it's you not. Know, it's not that. It's just the fact that you know. And I get it. There's not that many games that have this kind of story and these kind of characters, which is great. And it's totally great that they're doing that. But it does feel like the review overall ends up being really biased because of that. And I feel like people, you know, they downplay how kind of like boring and repetitive the gameplay is. But maybe, maybe you know, maybe they actually really enjoyed the the combat. Maybe they did. 
I'm just saying. It, it, the, the combat was, okay, yeah. But you could say on the other side of the coin, yeah, perhaps the scores are slightly, you know, I, I mean, we do have affirmative action. We do have, um, <laughs> you know, whatever. What are you talking but, about? No, no, no. But I'm just going to say that you could say the other side of the coin is because I was looking just, at it. Uh, Phil is a black man for anyone who's listening to this. <laughs> the, the people don't need the, they don't see <laughs> my voice. Anyway. <laughs> but there is affirmative um, action. Title what eight. I was gonna say is, Title you can eight. look at it the other way. In that, when I looked at some of the, I looked at some YouTube videos, and uh, because I got stuck one time, believe it or not, and um, <laughs> and some of the people were comment like, "Oh man, this is like woke trash, like whatever, whatever." Oh, so really? you could easily get the other side of well, the, that's the thing, coin, is like, that's where people why just want to be so like, "It's hard. woke." That's why it's, it's shit. That's why it's so hard to. And this has happened so. I mean, this is getting to a whole other fucking can of worms, but. This is why it's so hard to criticize. It can be hard to criticize, legitimately criticize these types of games because there is this, like, I hate woke shit crowd that will, you know, hate on a game just because yeah. it has inclusivity. This is a in this it. is a Game Pass game, and the the Game Pass comments and reviews have some pretty hateful, pretty hateful shit. I would imagine, right? And that's why it becomes like this war. Like you have to like it, or you. If you don't like it, that means you're like an anti woke asshole, which of course I don't agree with at all. Like I, I don't have I like the inclusivity and I like the the theme, the thematic stuff that that people connect with in this game. That was my favorite part. Um, but the com the combat's bad and like the you know it's just kind of a boring game. Uh, but like I said, it ends up being this kind of if you criticize it, it means you're anti woke or whatever the fuck all that you shit are is racist right exactly. homo homophobic yeah exactly bigot that you are <laughs> say it just say it phil saying you are <laughs> just say it you know but you know what i mean it's just you know it's kind of it's an interesting state um because i feel like that if affects things like the reviews yeah it is. It's a, I guess it's sensitive subject, but I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, you just have to kind of like remove those elements and mm. somehow deconstruct. Hey, it you know, like, at the hey, end of the day, girl. I still liked this better than the order, which was like yeah. the most like alpha male heterosexual. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't well, know. Let's fuck, kill some werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> there was such. I don't a, think there was a single minority back in 1886. <laughs> so. no, minorities didn't exist back then, so. except <laughs> unless they're vampires or lichens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this game had a lot more heart than No Order did. That's for sure. A lot more passion and went into it. And I and mean, less not, production I say passion, value by far. Yeah, less production value, less polish, but more heart. They might have done a lot with a little. For you know, I don't really know, but it seems like they might have. I don't. You know, it, I don't I'd know like to see the uh, this game the developers from Bomb Rush Cyberpunk meet up with these developers and uh. make a make a game together. <laughs> Skating. <laughs> Yeah, pick a direction. Either they could learn a bit from each other, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the skating did kind of blow. I was really bad. Um, did you so, guys? <laughs> one thing that happened with the skating for me is I kept hitting back on the joystick, and it stops you when you're when you're skating, and it was so obnoxious. Did that happen to you? I didn't know. Um, but like I kept the, bra the breaking the breaking mechanic was hold back on the joystick, but like while I was like turning or. Doing a trick or something, I would accidentally stop all the time. I really know. I never really played around with the skateboarding. Other I found it hard to, to turn because, like, I guess it's kind of like a eight planes type of thing. Like, 
it's not like you moving a joystick no. you're playing with a joystick. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to like press right. Yeah, yeah it's like a creaky steer. And to like, yeah. and the, and they, oh my god, it was funny because we talked about this in Cyber and Bomb Rush Cyberpunk how like every game has to have like a trippy level, and this game had one. Like they brought out a fucking oh, skate skate park or skate boarding level where you have to like very Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, very Bomb Rush Cyberpunkish, yeah. where you had to go through this like trippy and you have to, oh that's when you fight the grandma right? It's, it's actually, it was actually the same type of final boss where you had to like spin around this huge thing yeah. to get the while well, the boss is in the middle of it and it's kind of funny but it was i mean the, the skating mechanic is obviously a lot worse than several this Funk. game is culturally appropriating uh one one, one thing <laughs> maybe this just says more more about me but one final thing i just wanted to say about the the story and and one thing that was hard for me to get on board with was like the whole time i was just thinking jala Go back to wherever you were. This I know, right? Your family, your dad's cool, but like yeah. he doesn't care if you're there. He's yeah, right. just chilling, watching TV. Yeah. And like, okay, well, let me ask you. I think the your the mom story is was a jerk. Your yeah. grandma sucks. Your friends are all weird, and you your she didn't really have any like, friends. <laughs> go, wait, go wait, wait, back to wherever you were. The premise is she's there for her sister's wedding, so that's why she no, has to be no, there. No. Like, well, she's there because well, she yeah. got broken up with, and she didn't have anywhere else to go. That was the reason why she was there. She wasn't invited to her sister's. No, she wedding. wasn't even. She didn't really even know about it. A loser. So yeah, um, I, I completely agree. Like, why are you here? <laughs> you obviously don't like any of these people, know. and none it, of them it, really like you. There was a lot of toxic things from mm. her family yeah. i thought like yeah, yeah. dude why are you <laughs> like and when you'd be you'd be cooking with with your mom and and be like hey i just did this awesome like cool like dough twist and i did a cartwheel backflip and the mother's just like hmm. you could have done that better I'm like <laughs> dude Bitch. Yeah, you don't yeah, know what yeah. Dennis. <laughs> hey, Dennis. There's so much passive aggressiveness. <laughs> you don't know what it's like to be a neglected uh, immigrant's child. Yeah, I, I am mean, an yeah. immigrant's child. My mother is from Colombia. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, that's all true. Right. And all right. and my mom would. My mom tells me I'm awesome every day. Yeah. Well, you're, <laughs> you you have mom. a sombrero. Not everybody has can, a sombrero. No one I grew can, up. I can do no wrong in her eyes. Yeah, this I, this mother is like. Nothing you ever do will be good enough. But maybe but, that's you know that's maybe that's the South Asian mom stereotype. Yeah, right, or something, exactly. But, and Jala uh, also though I mentioned this is not like a nice person. She most of her like comments are really snarky and really negative. Um, and yeah, she generally doesn't. You know, she's not nice to her mom either <laughs> for the most part. But I I kind of was behind it because uh, <laughs> I liked. I, was like, I could yeah, see that. Screw I could you. see you being screw behind her. that. She yeah. sucks. But yeah. Phil, Phil, isn't your isn't your yeah your parents are Jamaican, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Did they immigrate from Jamaica? Nothing was ever good enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Were they, the story they constantly the throwing thirsty suitors at you? <laughs> they, were, they were. They tried to match make me and stuff like that. But did they really with other uh, Jamaicans? No. Oh, okay. See, see how easily you guys fall for this. It's all lies. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. I know, how am I, I supposed I to know? It's it's okay. Um, but yeah, I guess we could jump to closing statements. You know, your overall thoughts in this game, uh, guys. I guess I guess we kind of already said everything that we thought about it, though. I don't even know if we really need to well, sum it up. I, let's do it. I'll, overall, I'll I'll just say like, I I do want to see what this developer makes in the future, and I think that if they had 
a big maybe a bigger budget and a little bit more practice um i think i think there's a lot of stuff in this game that could have been fleshed out and take all of our to advice be, to to yeah basically do what we say <laughs> yeah or else no um and like there's a lot of things that could have been fleshed out that would make this a better game and i man one the, the one thing more than anything i'll say is just if they just fix that rpg combat system to make it like so you weren't trial and erroring your way through and just choosing random taunts and stuff i mean i, I know matt you said there's that little indication mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. if they did it with based on the the context of the conversation that yeah. would have been such so cool as yeah. like make it like a puzzle like right. ah he said this so i have to use this right that would have that would have totally engaged me and that um, yeah and that would have made me more interested in what they were talking about and like and it would been, would have made grinding more fun yeah. you know if you which which wasn't necessary at all anyway there was some funny dialogue like there were like the some of the dialogue was quite entertaining i, I did actually laugh a few times i mean those yeah times. yeah so, but yeah, I, I, you know, I mirror that. I think this game was not good um, overall, uh, but it had potential. And I think if they continue to make games, which I hope they do, um, and they, I, my main piece of advice would be to focus on one thing and just do that thing really well. Don't add all this extra stuff you don't need. And then you'll have, uh, I think you'll probably have a really good, really fun game on your hands. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'll say, hey, if you guys are listening, if they're listening, you know, you could make this game, you know, expand this game and make it like this is just me speaking off my, you know, thoughts. But pick a character. You know, you got your your different. You got the white character, and you can like maybe do his scenario, what's going on with his life. You got like the southeast east Asian, kind of like a touch on a bit of you know like different my groups or different. Maybe you could have played each character actually, and maybe gone through their story a bit. Mm. And then maybe somehow they get together at the end, or for, for some final confrontation with um, I don't know the local bully or something. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it, could, it could have been a cool way to maybe explore <laughs> different characters and maybe um, yeah, and focus the game, give a bit more. Oomph. Just if they get more, just potential here in this game. I feel like um, I wouldn't say it was like a hit out of the park, but yeah, there's some potential, and it is interesting to see some more Western developers maybe trying to do something that's a bit more of like a JRPG type of like persona type thing with, with a twist. Yeah. There's something um, there. So There's yeah. something there. It's, it was unique. I do think it was, it was very unique also. So I'll say that. So next we're gonna next advice says games we're gonna be playing a game called Metroid Dread. Um, yeah, Switch, Switch game. I think it's on the Switch. Is it only on the Switch? Because I was like, oh my God, yeah, it is it's on the only PC. Switch. Okay, Switch exclusive, Metroid Dread, and that's what we're gonna be discussing next. So um, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in, and you can always find us at bitesizegames.info at gmail.com. And you could also reach her at Twitter at bitesizegames underscore at Twitter. Um, so look for us there. And yeah, feel and free Instagram to send us. Uh, also. Oh, yeah, we have Instagram. <laughs> it's the same on Instagram. 
TikTok. Send us an email or uh, yeah, if you have any questions for us or anything like that, then, or, you know, it, could, it doesn't even have to be about games because we got, you know, all sorts of stuff. We, we have collective knowledge of three middle-aged men. Mm-hmm. We're very experienced, wise. Yes. Uh, yeah, thanks again and tune in next time.